Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 127 Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guard keeps watch in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go to go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives sleep to his beloved. Sons are indeed a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verses 1 through 17. I said to myself, Come now, I'll make a test of pleasure, enjoy yourself. But again, this also is vanity. I said of laughter, It is mad, and of pleasure, what use is it? But I searched with my mind how to cheer my body with wine. My mind still guided me with wisdom, and how to lay hold on folly, until I might see what was good for mortals to do under heaven during the days the few days of their life. I made great works. I built houses and planted vineyards for myself. I made myself gardens and parks and planted them in all, with all kinds of fruit trees. I made myself pools from which to water the, the forest of growing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had slaves who were born in my house. I also had great possessions of herds and flocks, more than any who had been before me in Jerusalem. I also gathered myself for myself silver and gold and the treasure of kings and of the provinces. I got singers, both men and women, and delights of the flesh and many concubines. So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. Whatever my eyes desired I did not keep from them. I kept my heart from no pleasure, for my heart found pleasure in all my toil, and this was my reward for all my toil. Then I considered all that my hands had done and the toil I had spent in doing it, and again, all was vanity and a chasing after wind, and there was nothing to be gained under the sun. So I turned to consider wisdom and madness and folly, for what can the one do who comes after the king? Only what has already been done. Then I saw that wisdom excels folly as light excels darkness. The wise have their eyes in their head, but fools walk in darkness. Yet I perceived that the same fate befalls all of them. Then I said to myself, What happens to the fool will happen to me also. Why then have I been so very wise? And I said to myself, That is also vanity. For there is no enduring remembrance of the wise or of the fools, seeing that in the days to come all will have been long forgotten. How can the wise die just like fools? So I hated life, because what is done under the sun was grievous to me, for all is vanity and a chasing after after wind. Colossians chapter 3, verse 18 
through chapter 4, verse 1. Wives, be subject to your husbands, as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is your acceptable duty in the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, or they may lose heart. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, not only while being watched in order to please them, but wholeheartedly fearing the Lord. Whatever your task, put yourselves into it, as done for the Lord and not for your masters, since you know that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You serve the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for whatever wrong has been done, and there is no partiality. Masters, treat your slaves justly and fairly, for you know that you also have a master in heaven. Good morning and welcome to the ninth Monday after Pentecost. Uh, This morning's readings are all new, but uh, being August 5th, uh, uh, yesterday was the feast day of John Vianney, um, who I wrote about in For God and Country in That Order, Faith and Service for Ordinary Radicals, which I'll read from. John Vianney became interested in the priesthood from an early age while working on his family's farm in France. Early in his life, the French countryside was ablaze with the fire of revolution and revolt. Many souls turned from God, and John later reflected that religious ignorance and intolerance was the bitter fruit of the labor for secular political change. Priests during this time were forced to perform services in secret, and John gained a great respect for the work of pastors who defied social circumstances in order to be true to their vocation. In 1809, at 17 years of age, John was drafted into Napoleon's armies during the Emperor's Peninsular War against Spain. John should have been exempted as a seminary student, but times were tough and recruitment was low. The law is sometimes flexible in times of war, as it would seem. Spain was, to the French emperor, a clear and present danger to his continued expansion. So off John went for training, but he fell seriously ill along the way. After he recovered, he found that the conscripts had left without him, so he was sent elsewhere for another round of conscription, which he did not refuse. At a church in Rouen, He prayed fervently for what nobody knows, during which he again fell behind his cohort. He enlisted the help of a guy to take him to where he would be trained to serve Napoleon, but instead he was taken to a town filled with deserters. There, he took a false name and carried out a different kind of training that evoked in him memories of the secret services that prepared him for baptism and confirmation. He opened a school for children under his assumed identity. He and the other deserters carried on in secret under fake names, often hiding in hay bales or in basements, until March of 1810, when imperial decree granted amnesty to all deserters. John wanted to become a parish priest in Ars, France. He had trouble passing his Latin exams, and the bishop was loath to ordain him, but he relented in 1815. Three years later, John inherited the church in Ars upon the death of his mentor, who had preached there. He quickly became widely known for being able to cure the souls of people, to look deeply into their sins and aid them in profound confessions. Pilgrims began to flock there to witness John's amazing talent for pastoring troubled souls toward reconciliation with God. He was known to have supernatural skills in seeing sins and transgressions without having to be told of them in the confessional booth. 
John Vianney died August 4, 1859, with thousands in attendance at his funeral. He is the patron saint of priests and pastors, and Pope Benedict XVI, himself a military deserter, evoked his memory during the year for priests during the 2009 to 2010 liturgical calendar. His memory reminds us that evading the powers that be is not in and of itself cowardly or impious. In his own self-imposed exile, we can more fully understand American draft dodgers and deserters living in Canada and elsewhere who also cannot bring themselves to submit to governing authorities out of sync with their moral consciences. Though it may be difficult for many patriotic citizens to treat deserters with love, the patron of priests guides in doing just that. John's prayer, which I'll read shortly, reminds us of the fourth chapter of John's first epistle, insisting boldly that God is love. A prayer based on the life of John Vianney from Forgotten Country in that order. I love you, O oh my God, and my only desire is to love you until the last breath of my life. I love you, O oh my infinitely lovable God, and I would rather die loving you than live without loving you. I love you, Lord, and the only grace I ask is to love you eternally. My God, if my tongue cannot say in every moment that I love you, I want my heart to repeat it to you as often as I draw breath. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor Morning Prayer for Pew Pew People with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew People. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.